Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. It's 11 past 10 and we're trying to make uh, sense of uh, your finance uh, with Brian Hirsch. And uh, I think uh, we're largely themed around retirement today. Brian, good morning. Thank you so much. KG, good morning. And I think if we can make sense of finance, we're doing a wonderful job. Because, <laughs> you know, everything's always so confusing. So many headlines and uh, every day investors are hearing different things and uh, often very unnerves them. Now, KG, uh, normally on the last Tuesday of the month, what I do is I get a lot of calls. I can get anything between 80 to 100 calls during the the month. And then what I do is I batch those calls in what I think are similar, and then once a month I like to just deal with these. Um, I don't know if you've got them in front of you. I I do have them in front of me. And the first one is, is, uh, is there a recognized amount which one needs to have to save for retirement? Yeah, I get that all the time. How much should I be saving? Well, firstly, everyone's circumstances are different and everyone's at a different stage in life. I mean, a 20-year-old and a 50-year-old are going to be saving an enormous amount of money. Um, I think what is important is you've got to understand that the fact that you're a member of a pension or provident fund or whether you have a retirement annuity doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have enough at retirement mm. because you could have started a lot later. So the question is how much one needs to save for retirement. One needs to go back and have a look at where are you in the retirement savings program and at what age you're going to retire and then you've got to correlate what you're going to need at retirement. Remember one thing at retirement, when you get retirement, and I've said this ad nauseum, the three things you do need to have in place. You want to have a home paid for, you do not want to bond. You want no debt, and you want an adequate healthcare program. Those are the three important things. So what you need to do is go back to the drawing board, talk to your financial advisor or your agent, and find out where you are in the journey. How far have you got? What bumps are there to come when you talk about this question of how much you can save? I mean, if you save nothing, you'll have nothing. And if you save a little, how little it is, at least you'll have something. And I always say to a lot of people who believe I'm going to be successful in life, that if you save a little bit in a retirement annuity and you are successful, then when you reach retirement, you won't need the funds. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't successful, and so many people come into the 50s where they're in business, they're in jobs, they change their life, and all of a sudden they don't have the money, then if you have saved something, at least what you've saved, you build into your retirement there. So everyone's circumstances are different, but that's a question I get asked regularly. I'm sure you also get asked, what is the best age to even start saving for your retirement? I'll be jokingly the day you're born, but that doesn't happen. (laughs) The day you start working. Uh Because, you know, think about it. You haven't got a job. You suddenly get a job. You've now got money you never had before. Uh So take some of that straight away and start putting it away. And the big problem for so many people is when they change jobs, and no one works from age 25 to 65 for the same company. Sorry, yeah. I shouldn't have said no one. Few people yeah. work all their life. They change jobs. And the biggest problem is people take their money prior to retirement. So someone who's been working for five years 
contributing to a pension or problem fund come the end of five years. They've got 40,000 rand. They take the 40,000. Now, I'm not talking those who need the money because there are a lot of people who have, who have left companies and had to draw their retirement savings, not because they wanted to, because they've got to put bread on the table. You're talking but about the one who will take the money to go fix a gate or fix a roof. Whatever or, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, and you can't believe it. I mean, you put, put 30,000 rand away at age 30, and age 60, you will have over a million rands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry, I have sneezed, and I don't have one of those little control buttons where I can sneeze with and, and stop the sound, so oh, forgive that's me. That's fine. Excuse I hope me. you're okay. So, yeah, so, so what I'm saying is start as soon as you can, and for those who are now in their 30s and 40s and 50s who haven't saved, you need to have a look at where you are in that journey. And the chances are you'll never have enough. You'll rely, you have to have rely enough. on government support, uh, government pension. You may have to uh, rely on children to support you. You may have to get another job in retirement. Not that easy to do with so much unemployment in South Africa. So those are the things that you need. When is the best time to start? The day you start with. But why and is for, it, Brian? Why is it that we never have sufficient, we never have enough money at retirement? Because we don't save enough. Because we don't start early enough. And when we do start, we don't put enough away. And then another reason is, you you know, when you invest money in retirement, you've got to have your your investment strategy for long term has got to be aggressive. You've got to be fully invested in equity markets, both locally and international. You mustn't be conservative. And often one becomes too conservative. Remember, retirement money, you can't touch Mm. under retirement until you're 55. So why be conservative? Don't worry about markets. Mm. And people do not take uh, enough. And then also, lastly, what's also, also important is the amount you put away you you've got to calculate how much you 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 actually put away yeah but then you know it's interesting to me that earlier on you said a lot of people don't know because they don't know how to make the right right calculations for example so it, it brings me to the question how important then brian is it to have for example a financial advisor somebody who will guide your process as uh you know you plan for your retirement yeah, look, people are very wary of financial advisors, and they don't, they shouldn't be anymore. All financial advisors are governed by the FASE Act, which stands for the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act, which says, one, make sure that you understand fully the client's needs. Two, mm. provide appropriate advice. And you can only apply appropriate advice if you've got knowledge. And we've all got to be licensed. We all write exams. We all do continuous learning. So I don't think you should be scared. I mean, you're prepared to go to accountant. You're prepared to go to a lawyer. You're prepared to go to a doctor and yes. pay fees. But when it comes to financial advisor, you don't think you, that, that they deserve fees. Mm. If a financial advisor is going to be looking after you for many years and they're earning fees as they look after you, because fees are very different these days. You earn for as long as the client is a client of yours, the individual is a client of yours. So you're a client of mine. If you, if you fire me, I stop earning. So mm. I'm going to give you service and I'm governed it. But many, most people make mistakenly think that the financial advisor, um, financial advisors only for the wealthy. That's per, incorrect completely. Mm. A proper financial plan is essential for every adult, and particularly husbands and wives and spouses. And getting experts on, on board to help consider one's personal circumstances, objectives, the risk tolerance is better than doing it oneself. Because a financial advisor is talking to you about your family. You, mm. You're disclosing things to 
them that you may not disclose to anyone else. Yeah. What's happening with your children? How do you want to educate your children? How are you going to settle debt? Uh, and all things. And the financial advisor really becomes a confidant of you during the years ahead. Every time there's a change you, in your life, you need to be talking to your financial advisor about that change and how does it impact on what you're doing and what you may be doing going forward. If you get a salary increase, if you get divorced, all these things have a big change. So if you think you're going to take, go, go it on your own, I can tell you one thing. You may get it right once, but you're going to not get it right all the time. Okay. Uh, uh, we've got some calls, uh, Brian, yep. but I want to also go to a quick commercial break and then come back uh, with those calls because there's uh, some people who have questions. I see you, Western in Kabeha. I also see you, Nora, uh, in Dobsonville in Soweto, but I will, I will just have to make a quick detour and then continue our personal finance conversation uh, focus today on retirement with uh, Brian Hatch. You're listening to The Talking Point on SAFM. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. Welcome back. It's 10.22 now. We are talking or skewing our conversation around personal finance around retirement and Brian Hirsch is uh, the expert that we invite uh, to talk to us and uh, we have some calls. Uh, Western in Kabeha. let's start with you. Welcome to SAFM. Hello, KZ. How are you? I am well. How are you, my brother? Yeah, it's good, man. It's very good. Okay. All right, all right, KZ. Brian, Hey Brian, I'm here. I'm Brian. here. Good morning to you. Good morning. I'm Ash Bishop. Uh, Ash Bishop. Ash Bishop. I, I followed you when I was basically going, and I used to take you in my office. I've got only two questions, Brian. When I was young at secondary school, I started banking at post office. I used banking more than it is, it is insurance. But what happened here? When I when I when I when I came from America, I deposited money in standard debt, and I left there for. Maybe two years or one and a half years, think that we are going to get interest. When, 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 when I go and see my nephew, there's no money that we can buy, buy interest. Must, that's my first question. How, how can that be? You leave your money for a long time, you come back, they say that it's gone. That's, my, that's your first Thank question. KJ, I need your help because we've got such a bad line and I can't All wait right, to get okay, back okay. to the studio. Can, 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 what was the question? Kaji, can you help me with a question? Okay, yeah, l- l- let me let me ask you to repeat because I'm also hearing bits and pieces. I think you're saying right, uh, your your money right. disappeared, but I can't tell yeah, whether yeah, is it yeah, in a yeah, bank. Yeah, what I'm saying is that I, 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 when I was young, I used to use the bank. What I know about banks, when you leave your money for a long time, you come back. The interest is, is much more now. But what happened when I came back? I found out gone. They said that another interest after almost two years. How can that happen? Okay. I think... And then okay. the, the, second, the second question, I mean... KG, am I... Brian, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, Brian. Let me listen, Brian, and then I'll, I'll come back to you. I'm listening to uh, Weston. Okay. Yeah? All right. Okay, okay. Uh, how you, how you, can... Yes. What I believe is that when you leave your money, your money grows. When you come, they say, now it's gone. I just want to know about that. Okay. 
Okay, Weston, let's also go to Nora. I think we might as well get uh, the calls that we currently have, Brian, and then you answer both of them. Uh, Nora in Dobsonville of Soweto. Hello, Nora. Oh, Brian, yes, you helped me in 2000 when I got an award in, in, in 2000. Brian, yes, I think your office was in London. I had a problem, Brian. I need you. I need you as an advisor. They withheld my my pension. They withheld my eyes. I was expelled in 2013, Brian. I need you. I was working okay. as a post. As a, as Nora, as a, Nora, exposed. Nora. I'm going to stop you there. My producer will take you back to the station and he will give me your phone number and I will phone you. Okay, yeah. Nora, uh, Brian will, will call you, but I, I couldn't also get what Weston was saying. I think Be- Weston's uh, lamenting uh, bank fees, I think, uh, and int- he says uh, interest that uh, swallows money that he has over a two-year period. I was also struggling to hear him. So I don't know if you want to talk at all about, you know, how interest are well, structured I'll, 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 by I'll, banks. I'll make a comment. Mm-hmm. If you have money in a current account, an account which is not earning interest, you are going to get bank fees. And those bank fees are going to eat in to whatever capital you've got. So if you're sitting with money in a non-interest-bearing account, be very wary because you you, you will pay fees. If you're sitting with money in an interest-bearing account, understand that interest rates are very low at the moment in South Africa. I got quoted yesterday from a bank for call money at 2.15%. Uh, and we were getting 7 or 8% two years ago. Uh, I, 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 something that's a little bit more sophisticated, a money market account, uh, you could probably get anything between 35 and 3.75% and maybe fixed deposit, maybe anything between 4 and 5%. So interest rates are low. But the important thing is, if you just have money in an account and there are bank fees that are debited to your account every month, it is going to eat up. So if you talk about a two-year period and you talk about fees of anything between 10 and 20 rand, just think it over two, over two years at 20 rand, you're talking something like four and four or 500 rand a debit to your account. So you need to check up. Don't just leave money lying in an account. Rather say to the bank, put my money on some call account or alternatively, I need to think about an alternative investment uh, savings plan that doesn't have fees. There are banks that have accounts with no fees. Okay. Uh, Brian, uh, before uh, we, we finish our talk, I wanted to, uh, to also uh, talk about the issues of an emergency fund uh, because emergencies are things that we're all not uh, immune to as human beings. So how then does one prioritize in, in, in the emergency fund against making uh, retirement savings? Yeah, look, you're talking about two different things. It's very tricky. A save, emergency fund is for events that, as you said, come up unexpectedly. And if they're going to come up unexpectedly, then what you need to understand fully is that you need to have money set aside for those events. So I would say always good to have an emergency fund of maybe anything between uh, six, uh, around about six months money. Put that in the savings account. Now, savings money, you want certainty and security. You don't want to take any risk. It's not retirement money. And if you never need it, if you can get it, you, you can put it in a tax-free savings account where you don't pay tax on the interest, where you can draw the money whenever you want. So savings money uh, and emergency money are very similar. 
uh, and six months is advisable. When you start buying retirement annuities, where you get the benefit of a tax deduction, you cannot draw from your retirement annuity until retirement unless there's less than 15000 and then you will be kept charged fees. So that's an investment. That's certainly not a, in, that's certainly not a, a savings account. And the, di- the difference in investment strategy of an emergency money versus investment money is the risk one takes. So I would keep emergency money in an absolute secure investment, whereas investment money you are taking on, on risk. If you're, making, if you're using voluntary money, you can buy a tax-free savings account, you can buy endowment policies, you can buy unit trusts where you are, in, where you are taking very little risk because you're going into secure portfolios. But it's very different to savings money to an investment money. Savings is for something that may happen or something you may need in the next year or two. Stay safe. Anything longer, 5, 10, 15 years, start looking at growth. Okay. Listen, your people want uh, your contact details, as uh, I think you heard earlier on. uh, They say they need you, they need you. Now, let me tell you what's happened. Uh, My my line is down in in the radio line. It's not working. The trouble is we aren't working from the office, so we can't even arrange with the post office to come in and fix the line because we may not even be there. So... The two callers that call Winston and Nora, please, if our, if our office could just take their numbers and, um, and, and send them through to me. And I hope our radio line will be up in the next week or two. So you don't have socials, uh, Brian? You're not on the socials? I'm not. No, I can't. I, I, can't, I, mean, I, 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 I can't deal with a hundred. I understand. I understand Uh, the demand is too high. Listen, Brian, thank you for teaching all of us. Uh, We we appreciate very much your time. Uh, Brian Hirsch is a personal finance uh, expert, and uh, we were skewing our conversation today around uh, issues of uh, retirement and emergency funding.